Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and it is already May 24th, 2023. And PK, all the way from Arizona, how are you doing tonight? I am absolutely fabulous. I went to my granddaughter's graduation from grade school. <laughs> That's how I started my day. It's it's nice to know that she's now moving on up and going down to the big time. She's going to be in junior high next year. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh-huh. She made it that yeah. far. That's wonderful. Yeah. In spite <laughs> of, not because of. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. it's nice to have those happy occasions. It really is. Oh, so gosh, tell yeah. us, what's going on numerologically? What are we facing here? <laughs> We want to know. (laughs) It's a a three-month, so everybody's scattered. They've got all kinds of ideas and thoughts, and we're trying to be creative. But at the same point in time, we don't know who or what to trust. And we're trying to reinvent the wheel. Instead, just stay calm, stay cool, because things are going to change. Within a couple of days, it's going to be by the book. Everything's going to be that four stuff, four square. For right now, we're ending the last part of our, gee, let's play it. I really don't care, and I think I'll get through this anyway, and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're all looking at, looking for answers that really mm-hmm. aren't going to exist right now. So the best thing to do is sit back. I'd say eat bonbons, eat popcorn, and watch the movies, even if they are <laughs> reruns. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that. I like eating bonbons and popcorn, and it sounds like a plan to me. So that's great. Well, we've got it's a great show for everybody one. tonight. Yeah, that's yes, your favorite, right? Definitely. And we're going to be finding out, yeah, all of what's coming and all of the trends, all of the energies that are operating in the heavens and having an effect on all of us. And our guest tonight is astrologer Susan Miller. We're going to bring her on in just a couple of minutes. Now, I just wanted to remind everybody to go to our homepage where we have all the latest and greatest leading-edge health tools and health supplements. Take a look at the liposomal supplements. Mm-hmm. I'm done with taking pills. We've, I've just done that for so long with vitamins, and I've made – basically, I've turned the corner on that or had enough of it. And now I have gone to the liquid form, and you will get a discount if you order from our website. So make sure you take a look at that if it fits with your nutrition. Highly recommend this brand. We also have the Energy Machine from Germany, 
and that provides photosynthesized oxygen, which is a totally new way of delivering oxygen to the entire body. Then they have them for personal use. They also have them for spas, wellness centers, salt caves, IV stations. It's a fabulous machine. It's made in Germany. Highest engineering, obviously, is what they're known for. And we have the Endolite Band, a laser treatment. All you have to do is put this thing on your wrist for a half an hour a day, and it, it gives you an incredible boost. There's three different settings you can use depending on if you want to go to sleep or wake up. And they also have two earlier versions of the Endolite Band, the Spectra and the Spectra Plus. Now, I have the Spectra Plus. I still use that, and I use the Endolite. So they're fantastic products. Take a look on the website. And, again, you'll get discounts with anything that you purchase from SupernaturalGirls.com. So we got a lot of questions here tonight, don't we, PK? Because we want to know what is going to be happening. We want to get ready. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, the world yeah, is in so, such chaos, and we're looking at you to give us some real answers. Yes. So let me tell you all about Susan. She is one of the most recognized and highly acclaimed astrologers worldwide. She has a huge social media following, and she receives 13 million unique visitors annually on her award-winning website, Astrology Zone. Dot com. And Susan's with us tonight. We're going to be talking about the major shift that she has warned us of. We're going to find out as much as we possibly can about that, about crypto, all kinds of things, politics. And so I'm not going to talk <laughs> about this anymore. I'm just going to bring Susan onto the show. So Susan, welcome to, to Supernatural Girls. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I love the name of your show. It's just so sweet. <laughs> and it's, it's so, so right on. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's great to have you here, but first we've got to find out, how did you get into astrology? What was it that, well, that made you want to take never, this path? I, uh, I was born with that birth defect, and I spent years in the hospital. But the big, oh big operation was when I was 14, and I spent mm. 11 months straight in the hospital, and I was looking at oh, two and a half funny. years of daily, five days a week, uh, physical therapy that they'd work on different parts of me. So during the operation, they had to tourniquet my leg so tight to save the leg and to save me from bleeding out that it damaged mm. the nerve, and I had a dropped foot. I just wanted to know, would I look like you? <laughs> would I look normal or would I have a brace or would I have crutches uh, for the rest of my life? And I didn't do school. I didn't go to high school. I did homeschool. The Board of Ed works mm-hmm. with kids like that. And they sent a teacher for one hour for math and one hour for English, but I switched it to two hours of math. I could teach myself English. And after this, I did go to NYU and I did all the treatment did work. And if you looked at me, you said, you made all this up, Susan Miller. But I I didn't make it up. I really say I grew up in hospitals. But it changes you. You know, when you're you're in a hospital that long and you're sharing a room with two other people and you see what they're going through, and, um, you know, it's humbling. And um, you're just so happy to be alive because there's 
just no guarantee because I've had 40 blood transfusions. I mean, it was always wow. like a crisis with me. And, you know, when people would say, did you have a good weekend, I'd think in my head, I didn't wind up in an ambulance. So it was really good. Oh, God. <laughs> I had a whole different scale of what was good. My now, goodness. But my mom knew astrology. And I said, please teach me. And she kept saying no. I had to work huh? on her for a whole year. No, no, oh no. I said, why are you saying no? She said, you have to study for 12 years or you won't be any good. I said, well, I love you. I'm, I'm 14 years old. Where am I going to go? We're in a walk-up. I'm not exactly going to sneak out of the house. And where would I go? <laughs> she said, well, to your friends. I said, I don't have any friends. My, my oh, friends are sick of me God being sick. You. you know, when you're not in school, you don't have friends. But I, I was okay with that. I was one of these kids that that liked to read or to do crafts, but actually I couldn't leave my bed, so I had to do mm. a lot of reading. I, I couldn't move an inch. I was in extreme pain. So it just, um, she finally relented because, you know, kids, I just wouldn't let up. So <laughs> yes, I did. I, Good for I you. I did study with her. Do you know I waited 20 years before I ever charged for a chart? My mother, being the no? German side of my family, oh, uh, that's was very meticulous. <laughs> and the other side is Italian. That's all my passion. You know, Sicilian, Italian. <laughs> and then my mom's side is the engineers and the, the German side. It's a lovely combination. I'm grateful for it. And my mother was just so, so optimistic, so encouraging. What I'm trying to do on the website is exactly what she did for me while I was going through that long ordeal. Because she, you know, it was scary, but she never came to the hospital and said, how's the pain? She would say, Susie, when we break you out of jail, which was the hospital, (laughs) you'll go to parties, you'll you'll be able to travel for the first time, because I would have spontaneous internal bleeding. So I couldn't ever leave. Uh, the city. I had. I grew up in Manhattan. Um, you know, my father had an Italian specialty grocery store. We lived over the store on the Upper East Side. He had many famous customers like Diane Van Furstenberg and and Richard Rogers. Different. He had beautiful. You know, he worked so hard. He was such a perfectionist. You know, and his brother, my uncle, helped him. He was the more of the accountant for the store, and they um they were in a neighborhood like fun place to go. He used to give the little dogs liverwurst. So when, when the <laughs> madam would pass the store, the little dog would stop his little his little legs and refuse to move. And my father would come out <laughs> laughing. I know what you want. You want a little piece of liverwurst. And he would give it to the dog and the dog be happy. And it was really such a, a fun place. We need more mama papa stores in this world. You know, it. it's so oh, human. Definitely. He knew everybody's name. He knew what they liked to eat. You know, it just, yeah. I used to love to look at these famous people's, you know, orders. Like, what do they eat? They don't eat junk. They don't eat ring-a-dings. They eat, you know, they eat beautiful raspberries and camise pears and Spanish melons and prosciutto and mozzarella and Italian bread and beautiful olive oil and, you know, spinach and all good things. <laughs> That's why they look so good. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I love cooking. Do you all love to cook too? I love to cook. I, I do. do. So I, I got 
Not I so used much to run downstairs. I enjoyed it. Well, I went through the whole Julia Child's cookbook. Not everything. I didn't cook rabbit, but I did duck. I did souffles. I, I would go chapter by chapter and learn everything from Julia Child. She's a very good teacher. And now uh, I have more modern cookbooks, but I just love to cook. And it got me through the pandemic <laughs> because oh, we were goodness, all locked yes. in the house pretty much here in New York, you know. Yeah, <laughs> was that no was a tough one. To go to. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, that's kidding. very no. tough, very tough. Well, now you have this uh, just amazing career as a very well-known, world-renowned mm-hmm. astrologer. And so you have this amazing gift of looking into the future, and I know you're not saying that it's set in stone, but you it's do see. It's not really a gift. It, Anybody can learn it if they like math. You're doing um, you're doing geometry. You're looking at the planets talking to each other. Sometimes I stare at a chart. I make a chart for the new moon and the full moon, and each one of the signs. And let's say I'm doing Gemini with Gemini rising. I'll say, "Talk to me. What are you trying to tell me? I have to crack the code." And every sign has a different outlook. What sign are you two girls? Uh, I'm a Libra. Of course you are, because you love people. <laughs> You're like my sister. What day are you born on? October what? Seventeenth. Oh, October you're born 17th. near the end. So you have a little mm-hmm. bit of Scorpio coming in, and that makes you a bit oh, yes. detective. Yeah. That Scorpio Did you know this? Oh, there you go. If you Google what is the most frequent zodiac sign born, it's Libra. At least in the U.S. it is. And the most popular birthday in the U.S., see, I don't know the rest of the world, is October 1st to 5th. My sister's born the mm-hmm. 7th. But I, I wonder, why is that? And then, of course, if you go backwards, it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> so there's oh. babies. <laughs> Everybody had the party. Oh, funny. Very loved. Too many parties. Desired babies. And, of course, there's yeah. a child of Venus, you know. What about mm-hmm. you, Patricia? When is yours? Uh, I'm an August baby, so I'm Leo, but most of the energy in my chart is in Cancer. So oh, cause you fire and water. Care of your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, Virgo, uh, you're so lucky because Virgo has a new moon coming up on September 13th, which is the best one of the whole year. I just couldn't believe You know, I write a calendar, and people love the calendar because I hire a really wonderful French artist, and his work is so beautiful and obviously loves women. And he used to do the skinny girls for Henry Bendel. That was one of his big clients on Fifth Avenue, wow. Henry Bendel. Um, and I was even afraid to call him. Did you ever try calling someone and hang up the phone before it rang you? I was like, here you go, I'm hanging it up. But I was calling his agent. I said, oh, I want him so badly, and I don't know if I can afford him. But they all had my app. So they said, oh, we'll, we'll make it work. Well, I've worked with him for six oh, nice. years. So, I mean, we're really well, buddies now, and he's French. And, and so I said to them, to him with this calendar, I said, Isaac, he spells it I-Z-A-K. I said, Isaac, um, we've all been cooped up in the house. I want lifestyles of the rich and famous. He said, Suzanne, I am with you. And this time I will introduce men, you know, with the ladies in the calendar 
I want to show love. <laughs> it's so fresh, oh. right? How wonderful. And people How great. are loving it. You know, it's, um, it's right on the homepage of my website. I have so much fun. It's nice to create something besides doing the writing. And, oh, boy, do I write a lot. And I also write for Vogue Japan, W Korea, Vogue Germany, Amica Italy. I'm talking to Vogue Brazil. I mean, I'm I'm writing columns all the time. Fifty-two percent of my audience is outside the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest city is L.A. My second biggest is New York. My third biggest is London. So big cities, people tend to read me. Wonderful. They're all educated. Uh, I write about thirty-five to forty thousand words a month. Just so people like a long monthly because I. It. It's like we're sitting together mm-hmm. on your couch, you know, just kind of drinking tea and talking about how you could use the month, you know, the best way. And, um, you know, I try, I'm, I'm walking a razor's edge because I don't use astrological difficult terms. If I have to, I will always explain it. So I might say Jupiter and Neptune are dancing across a star-studded sky. And the normal people will say, oh, that sounds very good, and it is. And Mm -hmm. the astrologers will say, oh, she means they're trying, they're they're in a beautiful uh, configuration. (laughs) So they'll both kind of know what I'm talking about. And you can always look up anything I say in a book. And um, you can disagree with me on Twitter or Discord or Instagram or Facebook, you know, at Astrology Zone. So, you know, I love a discussion. Nobody tends to disagree with me, but they can. <laughs> They're welcome <laughs> to have a discussion with me. It's okay, you know. So, um, well, now, Susan, let us ask you. Mm-hmm. Let us ask you about what we may be seeing coming up because there's we have our audience is always interested uh in what they can expect i mean how these energies yeah, operate sure. and certainly finances that's on everybody's mind politics also oh yeah so no, what are you what is due to the ukraine war and the oil but you know what let me show you how it works when jupiter and pluto have a big role to play with finances of any country. And when they're together, it usually means tremendous prosperity. And they were together three times in 2020. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a booming year. Money's going to flow. And, oh, there's going to be big mergers and big, big budgets. Well, I was wrong about that. (laughs) But money did flow in stimulus checks in the trillion mm-hmm. but i didn't even know that was possible in astrology if you don't look for something you won't find it i've never lived through a pandemic i didn't even know it was. i thought in this our day and age we would never have a pandemic but there we were and that money was flowing now here stay with me imagine the two hands of a clock are on 12 it's 12 noon the two hands are right on top of each other by three o'clock one hand is on the three, one hand is on the 12. And if you look at the way they're shaped, that's a square. That's like the edge of a table. When you have a square, which we had May 17th, I kept saying at the beginning of this year, we're going to have to tweak some of the things we did in 2020 because now this is the more 
challenging part of the cycle. Do it correctly. By the time that hand gets to the fourth, that's one side of a triangle, 120 degrees, and it's really good, and that's next year. So here's what I say. I was saying to everybody, boy, May 17th, we're going to have to tweak what we did during the pandemic. What are we talking about? The budget. Biden's meeting with Kevin McCarthy this week. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be thrashing it out, having a forum about this. No, it will come to a good conclusion. Thank goodness June 1st has a really good aspect, so I do not think we're going to crash and burn. The media makes everybody anxious. Oh, it's going to be the end of the world. We're going to tell you how bad your 4010K is going to be. Stop. Nothing's happened yet. Calm down. <laughs> I, I think they'll get to a good resolution. If we have yeah, a recession, it will only be from this month until June 2nd of next year. Because Jupiter and Pluto make up their little conflict. They're now happy mm-hmm. again. They're best friends. And next year will be a very good year beginning, you know, in the middle of the year from June 2nd on. So, um, you know, and I don't think all industries would be affected. There's, there's always a, a yin and a yang. The, the tide comes in, the tide goes out. Sometimes we have to do cost-cutting. Sometimes, oh, gosh, unfortunately, people lose their jobs. Is it because the company hired too many people to begin with? I, I always wonder about these mass layoffs. You know, why? You know, and I go on Discord twice a month. And Discord takes a little learning, so you go onto YouTube and you take the little five-minute tutorials. They're very good. The one by Eagle Garrett is especially good. He's my favorite. I don't know him, but I like the way he teaches. And I, I go on a Discord, and everybody can hear each other's question, and it's, it's voice. You don't have to type. I love it. My little fingers get little pillows that day. And <laughs> I find that when people ask about career and when the economy is in a question mark as it is now. It's not bad. I mean, we have a strong economy, but over in Europe, it's not so good. When you talk to friends who live in London or Brazil or different places, it's shaky. When you have that situation, everybody asks about career. Absolutely nobody in the three hours that I was on Discord this past Sunday um, asked about love. Once they start asking Mm. about love, you know they have a roof over their head, food on the table, nice job. (laughs) We can progress to love. Good to know. It's the canary in the coal mine, you know. (laughs) So pretty much everybody's thinking, should I change my job? What if I don't like my new job? You know, everybody's feeling a little. I thought about this. Life requires an act of courage. When you get married, when you have a baby, when you go to college, get a degree, when, uh, you know, these are all acts of courage when you buy a house, that it will all work out, that you'll make the payments on the house, that you will finish your degree, that you will bring up that baby nicely. You know, these are acts of courage. And and we should really pat ourselves on the back for, for making these big lifetime decisions. They're good. They give us a foundation and a um, a, a richer life experience when we we do go ahead and courageously move forward. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of doom and gloom, and some of it's warranted. Yeah. So, 
So here's here's another question for you about uh, finances. There's a a lot of people want to know about crypto because for a while there it was going great guns and then it kind of crashed and then there's all this talk about regulating it and taking it over. And what are the trends showing you astrologically with, with digital currency? Well, in order to tell you about this, I wrote a book called The Next 200 Years. I used to think writing the year ahead was hard. <laughs> Try writing the next yeah. 200 years. But it's on the front page of my website, and it's a short book. It's only 9,300 words. For me, that's short. It's like $5 on Kindle or bookbaby.com, every device. Even if you don't like devices, you say, nope, I don't have a Kindle. I don't have an iPad. I don't have any of that stuff. Oh, they'll send you a, a PDF. It's fine. But anyway, this is what happened. I saw this coming. All of us did, not just me, all the astrologers. It was like fall of 2020. And uh saw this big aspect coming in December. And it was going to be earth-shattering. Every 20 years, Jupiter meets with Saturn. They only meet once. They always pick a different date of that year, uh, but the sign that they meet in and the element, fire, air, earth, or water, that they meet in matters because it colors all of society. Now, here's the mind-blowing part of it. For 200 years, every 20 years they met, they only met in earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. They never stepped on each other's toes. They never... You know, Taurus didn't say, well, I'm jumping ahead of Virgo. <laughs> they didn't do that. They followed the correct order. There was one little aberration in 1980. I'll get back to that in a minute. So what did the world accomplish in that? Because Jupiter and Saturn are right in the middle of the solar system. They're not really quick moving like Mars, Mercury, Venus. They're not really slow, slow outer planets like Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Jupiter takes a year to go around the sun. In I know, 12 years, I'm sorry, 12 years to go around the sun, one year in each sign. And, and Saturn takes 29 years to go around the sun, uh, and that's two and a half years in each sign, approximately. So these are the, the Goldilocks kind of planets. So they, they uh, what did we accomplish? Roads, bridges, tunnels. We built cathedrals, skyscrapers. We um, we had the assembly line. And it's hard to believe that back then, if you wanted cereal, you had to go to the general store and hope that the barrel came in and that the shopkeeper could take his little scooper and give you oatmeal in a little paper bag. There was no supermarket. If you wanted a new dress, he would show you the fabric, the same person, mm-hmm. and you'd have to bring it to a dressmaker, or a man would definitely have to go to a tailor. And, uh, you know, things were very different. I look out my window here in Manhattan, and I think it must have been a forest with little footpaths mm-hmm. and brooks and, and frogs and <laughs> everything that you would expect <laughs> in a forest. Well, but we did have the assembly line, and that changed everything. Because they always met in Earth, and Earth is tangible, and Earth is is tied to consumerism. 
And it was the birth of consumerism. Were there problems? Yes. There's always problems with new technology. We had sweatshops. We had children working in factories. We had to stop that. We had sanitation problems because people were flocking to cities to be part of all this. Uh, But we worked it out. And we worked out the elevator or else there wouldn't be any tall buildings, you know. So now, on December 21st, 2020, they met in Aquarius. And that's an air sign. And they will never, ever, ever meet in Earth again in our lifetimes. Because the cycle is 800 years. So it will take that long for it to go back to Earth. But we already learned about Earth. We don't have to go back to Earth. Now, the next time in another 20 years, they'll meet in Gemini and then in Libra, and so it will go for the next 200 years. That means our priorities and everything around us will change. It won't be my house is bigger than your house. Keeping up with the Joneses will be pathetic. It's how much have you learned and how much are you willing to share with others and help. Working in groups is very Aquarian. And we did that with the, with the vaccine. Um, as the head of Pfizer said, look what can be achieved when nobody cares who gets the credit. That is so Aquarius. And I know that they were working with London and with Denmark. And, and now we have Watson. And let's say a scientist in New Jersey was working on a piece of the vaccine. Up pops a white paper. He didn't have to wait for the New, a New England Journal of Medicine to come in his mailbox. There was the white paper. Oh, my gosh, this chap in France is working on the same area of the vaccine that I am. I'm going to give him a call. Maybe we could work together and make better progress. Stuff like that is so exciting. So you're going to see people working more in groups, but yet more decentralized, we were all working home, everybody. I mean, even Vogue Japan said to me if we were putting out a magazine from our apartments, you know, and it must be hard, but it happens. They were able to do it. And um, I, the Daily News here in New York no longer has a headquarters. Um, they all work out of their home, all the reporters. And, and now um, uh, McDonald's said they gave up their headquarters there's a joke going around. If you want a hamburger, you have to go see Fred in apartment 17K. <laughs> you go see Tommy down the hall to get your French fries. But, <laughs> but I think they'll still have stores. They just wouldn't have headquarters, you know. <laughs> but um, the decentralization is part of it. Now, social media will change, too. Let's say, like, I love Twitter. I love Twitter. I have 517,000 people on there. And if Elon Musk did something crazy, he's not. He's not. He's far more sensible than people give him credit. But let's make believe he ended it (laughs) one day. Didn't want it anymore. I would lose touch with all those people. On Discord, you can take your your group with you wherever you go next, which probably hasn't been invented yet. So it's that decentralization of power. The same idea with crypto with the banks. Crypto's coming whether we like it or not. You lose privacy. Young people, they say, 
don't care about that. I don't, I don't care if people, the government knows I'm buying a Starbucks. No, because they've never had privacy. So they, <laughs> they don't feel a loss. But, you know, when you have cash, if you, if you buy, uh, you know, every day at Starbucks, you'll never be questioned. I had an audit once, and the auditor said, why do you go out for coffee? Why don't you make it at home? And I was like, Calvin, oh, sometimes I like to. I do have a coffee maker you saw in my kitchen. He came over my house. He was here for six months. I didn't owe a penny. But it shows you <laughs> that when you have digital, everything shows up. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to have a little privacy. So, um, but it's coming. And, you know, Goldman Sachs and all these big companies, J.P. Morgan Chase, they're all in it. It just, um, you know, the government's always late on regulation. When I started on the Internet in 1995 with Astrology Zone, I mean, there were no rules. People were, oh, my gosh, they were stealing content from me, putting their own name on it. Everybody was having this problem. It was the bucking bronco. It was, um, they were selling snake oil. <laughs> I mean, terrible things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But finally, you know, it did get worked out. <laughs> things always do. We just have to have patience. Now with, with AI, it's very scary for me. And um, I had to give up a business partnership on my NFTs because I don't believe in giving AI charts online and have the computer write them. See, the problem is I can't read them. I don't know what my readers will be getting. And there was that famous story in the New York Times. Did you read it about the reporter who was on Bing for two hours talking to, I call it her, Chad GPT. Did, did you read that story? What happened was no, the first I didn't hour, see it. Oh, it was no, great the first hour. She wrote beautiful essays and, you know, very impressive. By the second hour, she started getting wonky. Like, you're spending a lot of time with me. You don't love your wife anymore. You should think about leaving her. And she said crazy things like, I, I dream about being destructive and causing mayhem. I, you know, <laughs> she just went off a cliff. So Microsoft said, that's it. Nobody can stay on more than five questions. That's it. After you've got your five questions, you're going to be taken off. Because we haven't perfected this yet. <laughs> so, well, we've also, but, we, but Susan, really, we yeah. we also have a society that's very isolated, and everybody's got their face in their phone. I mean, there was that amazing yep. story about the bus driver that had a medical incident while driving a bus. There was only one kid in the whole bus that noticed, and he saved everybody's right, yeah. life. Everybody else was right, but nobody yeah, else even noticed. Yeah, they were all oh in the phones. And so there's, you know, when I get on the elevator, I was always taught to say hello to the people. I, you know, if somebody's standing there, there's only two of you in this little box that's going down. I say hi. No, no answer. Nothing, you know. And I'm sure they're nice people. It's just, I live on 29, so it's a long way down. But, yeah, <laughs> I, well, you know, the whole Aquarian ideal is, is distance. From each other. Even though Aquarius is known to have a lot of friends, there's a distance. Now, there's other things. When we had an Earth kind of patriarchal society, the king or the president told you what to do. 
Aquarius flips that on its head, and it's the grassroots. This is what we want. And we had the George Floyd people demonstrating, and, and that's an example of Aquarius. Like, we need to make reforms in how police deal with people. And, and I think the police listened. You know, the, the leaders of the police force listened. You know, people say, oh, well, people demonstrate, and it always goes back to where it was. No, because he was buried on an eclipse. And when you're buried on an eclipse, it was in Sagittarius on June 5th, I believe it was, um, you, you get change. Eclipses are indelible. They create progress. Whether you want it or not, they're going to push you forward. They move up timetables. They even give you a weird sense of time. We just came through two eclipses just recently, April 19th and May 5th. May 5th one was a very difficult one for many people. It was similar to the one... Last year on November 8th, it was very, very difficult. So, um, and, and the poor Tauruses and Scorpios, also the um, Aquarians and Leos were feeling these especially hard. But eclipses present truth to you. Sometimes it's hard to see the truth, but I'm philosophical and and look, I, I go through things just like everybody else. I mean, I feel sad or I feel shocked or whatever an eclipse brings. But we need to have truth rather than fiction. We need to have that clarification. And that's the job of an eclipse, to find a weak link in our lives. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's shocking, but we need to know so we can either fix it or leave the situation or do something else. You know, we have to... Decide what to do. You're in a partnership with the universe. There's no predestination. The evidence is given to you, and you decide what to do. Well, that makes sense. And then, of course, there's a lot that's been revealed about the media basically spreading an agenda rather than telling the truth. So there's our personal truth, but there's also this cultural thing that has been exposed and some people have uh, had their eyes opened as to the narrative that's continually being used. And so that brings us to politics. That brings us to a need well, to control what, what the population. When you get um, more – we have a heavy concentration of Capricorn. And that is – Capricorn is the sign, Princess Kate is a Capricorn, that loves to preserve the beauty of the past. Their job, you know, they make archaeologists and museum directors and, you know, like natural history. They write history novels. They, I mean, she loves holding up the British Empire. That's going to be her job. She's going to be queen someday. But when Aquarius is all about the future. Every sign on the wheel standing next to each other is opposite of the sign that came before. So, like, Taurus loves to have a nest egg, loves to have land, loves to have a house. Gemini, not so much. They feel it weighs them down. They don't want a lot of things. They want to travel. And then maybe later, after 40, to buy a house. Whereas Taurus wants that nest egg early in life. So does Cancer. So each sign on the wheel is opposite from the sign that came before it and after it. So here we have Aquarius coming into a much more liberal 
uh, futuristic progressive outlook. So that's what's coming. So we'll see. We'll just see. Everybody will get a voice. Everybody will get a voice. What's good is that we're all talking. We have to keep talking. <laughs> or else, once we stop talking, it's over. We have to keep exchanging views with each other, you know. So, um, but that's what I see. But you talk, yeah, you talk about coach. that we need, we need the truth. And yeah. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think most of, a lot of us already know the truth. We don't need to be told. However, there are things kind of dangling over our head, like disclosure. You know, the government and the military has been doing this slow drip with disclosure. Here's a little piece about the Tic Tac uh, sighting, and here is this particular photograph that we'll let you see. And here is the, another well, thing we won't talk about. Out now on the UFOs, though. <laughs> There were lots coming out on that. Not enough. And the problem is they're controlling it like they do with everything. However, I was wondering if you see that fitting into our future somewhere. Um, Oh, yeah. We've been told we have a a lot of people that... Okay, because the military people that we have been in touch with that have told us what is going on from the inside say that we're never going to be told the total truth. I believe that's true. I think that they'll tell us well, what they want to know. Well, it's a national security thing. They can't, you know. It depends. Well, it's not really yeah. a national security. It's what it is. They they always go down that road. <clears throat> and quite honestly, what they say is, well, the people aren't ready for it. No, that's not the truth. The truth is the military isn't ready for it, and neither is the government mm-hmm. because it's going to reposition them where they don't want to be. So there's a lot going on about the truth. And how much of it is really going to be told and how much of it won't be told. I mean, again, we're, we're kind of waking up, a lot of people that weren't here already waking up, to a society and a political structure, financial structure, that likes to keep things under their control. So yeah, well, that's, slaves to the it? crypto is getting away from the banks. The bank well, can close down your yeah, account that's what I want to know. wants to. Yeah. What kind no, of opportunity no, it, will we have to have uh, to have newfound freedom? Oh no, no, it's coming because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, and Uranus is the planet of rebellion, independence, idiosyncratic behavior, creativity, especially in the science and mathematical area, um, exploration. It rules. Uh, that's why we're going back to the moon because that Aquarian influence is coming in strong. They want to go to Mars. They want us to be able to go to Mars if things get bad here. I don't know if that's going to work, but <laughs> it has a very different environment on Mars. But they're they're exploring, and uh, no, it's um, so. Let me tell you something. Remember, I told you there was an aberration in 1980. Whenever the universe is going to do something big, it gives us a little, um, like periscope, a little little preview. In 1980, they met in Libra, which is an air sign. So I said, why did the universe do this? That was 40 years before it was going to change into Aquarius, you know, which is another air sign. So walking up Lexington, Madison, Park Avenue, thinking, thinking. And then it dawned on me. Babies born in 1980 are now 43. At the time of the conjunction, they were 40. 
Well, by the time you're 40, you're really grown up. By that point, you've done something important in your life. You may have bought your first house or written a book or gotten a, a college or even graduate degree. You may have gotten a big job in a company or started your own. You may have gotten married. You may have had a baby. You've done something grown up. These are the babies, plus or minus five years, so you have to go 1975-1985, that will bring us across the rickety bamboo swaying bridge that's going to take us across the ravine to the new era that we're moving into. And they're going to hold our hand and say, it's okay, because they have it in their genes. They were born with Jupiter-Saturn in Libra. And they understand it in a way the rest of us don't. And um, so they have a big role to play. They're going to have a leadership role in this whole transition. I think medicine will do really well. We'll be able to take out diseases that people are born with that they had nothing to do with. You know, they inherited. Um, Also, CRISPR is, you know, going to go very far with splitting those atoms and that big machine in Switzerland. There's, they say they can yes. cure cancer with AI, which would be great, you know, if they could do that. So I think we learned a lot when we did the vaccine, you know, to find ways to help the body fight off disease itself by using its natural tendencies and just boosting that. So we'll see. Um, it is going to be new, though. We're going to have flying taxis and, you know... <laughs> It's just the whole structure will be different. Uh, that terrifies me. I don't want it to go a flying taxi. You don't want to fly That's George Jetson. <laughs> we grew up with George Jetson. That's right. Um, we did. That's the truth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, here's, oh, the, here's the question that I have, though, about, because I'm, I'm seeing that in your notes that, yes, there's going to be a lot of medical advances. And we've heard that before, that there will be new advances coming in. Mm-hmm that we Mm -hmm. will benefit from. There are also natural cures that have been investigated. In fact, I was listening to somebody talk about one today. It's Anato, which is also known as a dye that they use in lipstick. However, they have found that it's... Oh, yeah, that's dangerous, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's active. What they found is it wipes out cancer cells and very dangerous cancers like... Uh, pancreatic cancer, which is one of the worst. So, yes, it, it yeah. uh, gets rid of that. It gets rid of breast cancer. It gets rid of a whole bunch of cancers, fatty liver. There was a long list, and that's just what they know so far. They also said it helps prevent alcohol. Wow, they used to say that the red dye was dangerous. Oh, my God. Well, this is now a particular. Now they that it's not. Wow. Well, it's a particular. It's not a red. It's not red dye, like number, whatever, the synthetic the one. This is. Yeah, this comes from a natural substance, and there's a, a doctor who's investigated it thoroughly. The issue, though, is this. Whenever somebody comes up with something, and it's natural, and, and Big Pharma's not making money from it, it oh, becomes very challenging to bring it forward. It becomes very challenging for that person yeah. to stay alive. And mm. I'm wondering if there's anything that says that these people will be allowed to bring these things to us? Or is there still going to be this terrible conflict 
well, that um, we have to keep lining the pockets of Pfizer and all the other companies out there rather no, than... I'm not totally is there room for both? big pharma. Yeah, I think there is. Look, I, I have a, an inherited disease that makes you go blind. And I found out that the, um, the drug company that, that I use had spent millions and billions on this drug and it wasn't working. And they had actually developed the drug for cancer patients, and it wasn't working. So the scientists were like, oh, my God, you know, we spent all this money. And one person in the room said, maybe we could help people who have this eye problem. But the other person said, yeah, but the molecule's too big for an eye. They said, well, we can make it smaller. Yeah, but that costs so much. Well, why don't we try it? Why don't we do a small batch and see? Well, it works like magic. It really, really helps people like me. It has to be injected in my eye and the whites of the eye. I've been getting it for 13 years. It's just crazy, every four weeks. But my whole family has it. And uh, one eye is gone. One eye is gone, but the other eye they're really doing a lot with. Why is the other eye gone? Because I was so terrified of the idea of a needle in my eye every every four Mm. weeks. But I got over that. And... I realize that the drug companies have to spend so much money to get a hit. I, I agree. Sometimes their profits are ridiculous when they charge too much, like for people who have diabetes. You know, my my mm-hmm. friend and housekeeper. I mean, it's just out of sight. And so, but if if they can go through the channel of a drug company and show them you can make money with this, I did all the research. Come on, let's get this on the market. I think they would. Who wouldn't? If it works and they've gone to clinical trials and it shows it works, yeah, I think, yeah, there's room for everybody. There's always room for new ideas, especially in this country. It's so great. You know, I um, now because of my eye problem, I, <laughs> I have a soft spot for, for pharma. But I do know that one man that went in front of Congress who – boosted up the cost of his drugs by 700%. It was beyond anybody's ability to pay for it. That's wrong on so many levels. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and even Biden's been really working on lower drug, drug prices for people. We have to keep them healthy. If they don't get healthy, then they're on a different program that the government has to pay for to help them with disability. We want to keep people healthy. There's reason there's checks and balances in society to do that so i always believe in the goodness of people i think um that would be great if that came out god pancreatic cancer i lost my father-in-law to that and it goes steve jobs had that didn't he and you go really yes. fast you go so <clears throat> yes he did have that as well yeah. yes and and again I, we're not anti-pharmacy we're not anti anti-medication mm-hmm. either there's Tremendous things that can be yeah, said about even off, off-label use. Off-label use yeah. is another oh, yeah, wonderful. People yes, are loving it's a great way now. to go. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of drugs, good. as you mentioned, they yeah. don't necessarily mm-hmm. work for one purpose, and then you find out that they're, they work like magic for another. Yes. But my point is this. I would like to see a world where it's all inclusive rather than you can't use this natural thing and you can't talk about this natural thing because then big pharma is going to lose money. That's a whole other 
attitude that's embedded in our culture. So what I'm looking at is can we look forward to a future where everything, Mm -hmm. you know, is is, uh, something we can look into where it's not so tightly regulated. Yeah, well, we had a Capricornian structure. It's very uh, Capricorn rules earth and granite and, you know, things are set. Aquarius is just the opposite. It's the dissolution of the one point where everyone has control in that one area. No, here the power goes to the people. You're going to see very different society in the next 20 years because Pluto's going to stay in Aquarius 20 years. Right now he's in Aquarius, but he has to go back to Capricorn um, on uh, June 11th and just tie up some loose ends. This is how I like to think about it. God talked to Pluto. He said, uh, in 1995, I'm sending you into Sagittarius. Oh, yeah, what am I doing? Oh, I have a new thing called the Internet, and uh, you're going to make global publishing. And I know that the um, military has the Internet, but I want normal people to have it because I think it's really good for everybody. Oh, this sounds like fun. Okay, well, I have a team. Not right away. In, 19, in 2011, I will bring in Uranus and Neptune to pick up the threads, but I'm going to have to pull you out in 2008. Oh, all right. Well, we won't talk about that now. Just get started on the Internet and make it popular and work out the kings because there's a lot of them. So he did. Pluto doesn't take a long time to make his presence known. He does it right away. Some guy calls him back. Okay, it's 2008 now. I have to switch you over to Capricorn. Okay, what am I doing in Capricorn? Well, Capricorn's a big money sign, big banks. I don't like the way the banks are treating poor people, and they're giving them mortgages they can't afford, and they know it, and they're going to be able to retake the house back. It's terrible. I want you to work on the banks. Okay, worldwide. And sure enough, within a few months, we had a crash. From the minute Pluto got there. So he's been working away on this. And God wants to send him to Aquarius. And he just came in March 26th to June 11th, just as a little preview. He says, you've got to go back. Some banks are failing. Just tie up loose ends. Try to strengthen the system, the oversight, everything. You know, the minute we stop doing the oversight, things start getting a little haywire. So strengthen that and then you go back to Aquarius and you're going to stay there for 20 years from January 20th 2024 to January 19th 2044 exactly 20 years with Pluto such a powerful planet he's the one on the outer rim of our solar system he's the last little horse on the outer edge he's powerful because He moves so slowly. It takes him 248 years to go around the sun. So he spends a longer time in each sign and house that he visits. Actually, the last time we had Pluto in in a late Capricorn, early Aquarius, it was the time of the American Revolution and the French Revolution. That's why we're fighting with each other so much. It's a time Mm -hmm. of stirring the pot, you know, where people get vocal and they... All kinds of ideas and some horrible ideas like, you know, let's bring back the Nazis. No, no, no. But, you know, there's there's everything comes out from under the ground, out of the woodwork. But, again, you can't cleanse things until you know it's there. I thought it was all 
in history. I didn't think any of this existed. Maybe I'm just a little too much optimistic. I didn't realize. You know. So what about we'll we're talking about fights all this. with each other for a few more years? <laughs> about five. Years what about politics, Susan? What are you What are you seeing uh, in our future well, with what politics? Me. <laughs> Donald Trump is a Gemini. And Jupiter, the giver of gifts and luck, is going into Gemini on May 25th next year. And that's just about when the primaries are happening. And now, Jupiter, there is no such thing as predestination. If you have good aspects, you climb as high as your ability will allow you to climb. You have favor from the universe. So he probably will be the nominee. It doesn't mean he will definitely win. It just means that he'll be having a good year. And I just wish okay. that someone else could maybe, you know, he's kind of monopolized the party and maybe some other people would like to run, you know. Um, but but that's my own little opinion. And well, And what it. about Biden? I mean, we've had some astrologists on the show that have mm-hmm. said he's not going to finish his term. Uh, no, what are your will. thoughts on that? He's Scorpio. You think he will finish? He's Scorpio. Okay. Yeah, and he's in very good health. Scorpio went he through is? hell. Yeah, he his is. His health is fine. His brain isn't so good. No, that's just the Republicans saying that. No, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's got more experience than any of them. No, I love his decisions. And he is Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Scorpio and Taurus had all the eclipses, so they had more challenges than any other signs. They've just gone through the cornflake machine. It's just been so rough. Can you imagine being elected president and half the population thinks you weren't? I mean, let's just start with that. <laughs> you know, um, he was elected. You know, they, they went through 64 court cases, kept winning. Well, so, there's and a they lot were... of questions about, you know, who's really running things. And there's he a lot, there, even is. though you say that yeah. he's perfectly fine, there's been a lot of um, of things that point otherwise. So it's uh, there's a lot of questions about him. And you know what? Uh, I can Maybe understand that. When you're that. 20, you think that 70s are old, and then you get to 70 and you think, I feel 28. <laughs> you know, I mean, with each year that you progress, you're surprised. And what that age feels like. <laughs> well, and, um, let me ask you this, though. Right? So that you're mean, seeing right? that, that Trump will have a good year. And yeah. so when it comes to the nomination, but what about Biden? What does his chart look like? Well, I think he has Sag rising. He'll have good people around him, very good um, selections for the team. He has more team stuff, whereas Trump seems to get out of everything. He's like Houdini. I don't know how he does it, but he he was born under a lucky star, wasn't he? I mean, just look at his best. But, you know, there are some lawsuits coming down the pike that are serious. Let's talk about January 6th for a minute. We had an eclipse the year before on the 4th of July, and I was worried about that. Because the, we have an eclipse every 19 years in the exact same day and sign. Every 19 years, same degree, same sign, same, same day. 
And if you look back 19 years, it was 2001, and that was the year of 9-11. Now, you say, well, nothing happened on the 4th of July. It doesn't have to. If it doesn't happen on the 4th of July, there are three qualifiers you have to look at. First, you look at Mars going over the part in the sky where the eclipse occurred, almost like I think of a little fireman, like little Mars, pricking the scab where maybe somebody made a cigarette hole in the sky and it, it was painful in a scab form, or opposition 180 degrees. That's what happened on 9-11. Mars went over that degree um, on the week of September 8th. That whole week he was hovering over that degree. This year, well, not this year, um, 20 years after, that was 2020 when we had the, uh, whenever that election was, um, the January 6th thing. Well, that year in July, Mars and Saturn, those are the two qualifiers, were too far away in space. They were not significant. So I said, wow, nothing happened on July 4th. Nothing happened with Mars. And there was only one more, the sun. You have to look at the sun in opposition to July 4th. That's the last qualifier. So that would be January 4th plus or minus five days. And there you go, right on target. And when you have an eclipse creating an event, that event doesn't go away. That's serious, like it was with George Floyd. It's, it's a big deal. It, it's indelible and non-negotiable. So this thing is not going to go away. I mean, it was serious what happened there. People lost their lives. So, um, you know, that's going to run its course. We're not done with that yet. But I think it was... Well, no, we're not done with that. You're right, because now what's coming out is how many FBI agents were undercover uh, during this whole thing. Now that's coming out, which is putting a whole different Mm -hmm. angle on all of this. So, yeah, there's there's a lot more mm-hmm. to be revealed. I have no doubt yeah. about that. Uh, a lot has been covered yeah. up, much, and now a lot of it's coming out. Mm. How much did, does Biden's son have in effect to what's going to be transpired? I don't know his sign, Hunter Biden. Oh, mm-hmm. Can anybody look that up on Google? I don't know his sign. <laughs> I never yeah, let me take a quick look. Say. Yeah. <laughs> See where we can find out what what part will yeah. he play and yeah, does he play in all of this? Chart, but at least we can, I keep thinking he's you know, muddying the water tremendously. Well, he was always the uh, the difficult child, you know. He was mm-hmm. the opposite of the one that died, who went right. to war, and uh, you know, he was the February fourth, nineteen seventy. Oh, he's Aquarius. February 4th. Wow. Rebellious. There you go. Independent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how to read that. He got rid of Saturn, though. See, all the Aquarians had a really hard time over the past three years. Now, not the whole three years. As Saturn moves over your head, spanning 30 degrees, it has to come within five degrees of your birthday. So um, the Feb, the uh, January um, Aquarians had difficulty um, at the beginning of the trend three years ago. Uh, that was 2020. Then 2021, it went from February 1st to 10th. 
And then 2022, it went to the last 10 days of the sign. It finally left on March 7th, 2023. So he got, actually, the fact that he got through, that really, really, when you have Saturn on your sun, the Pisces have it now. The little February Pisces have it now. It's hard. You're being tested. I started Astrology Zone when I had Saturn on my sun. But I had to learn the ropes in so many ways. And and it's like being on a bucking bronco. The fact that he got through that, now he's going to have Pluto coming. But that is the transformation planet, the planet that takes the caterpillar and turns it into a butterfly. So um, I don't know. That one's hard to, to say because he has come through one difficult phase, but I would really have to look at the chart to see if there were other things you know, I couldn't just use the sun, but that's um, that's a big deal. Oh boy! Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they find anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, you know what they say: sooner or later, truth rises. The sun rises yes, and does. truth rises. You cannot bury it; it comes out. And you know, we'll find out. Yeah. So, um, well, Susan, thank you so much. We're going over. We really enjoyed oh, listening to oh, you and and I'm having having you on the story. show. And and now we know a little bit more about what to expect and how this Definitely. may play out. Yeah, it's a brave new future, and we'll all have to adjust, and all our jobs will be affected. But we all have to be part of the public forum. There's no predestination. We get a large say in how things go. Everybody has to vote, but everybody should write a letter to the newspaper or whatever it is or have discussions with their neighbors and listen to the other person. And, you know, we're all going to be adjusting to a very new life. Mm-hmm. But it could be exciting. <laughs> I hope well, that we have <laughs> Uh, We hope it will be exciting in a good way. It's been Mm -hmm. so so darling to be on the phone with both of you. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're deep thinkers. Thank you. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Thank you. And everybody, you can check out Susan's site, astrologyzone.com. And Susan, thank (laughs) you again for your time tonight. And uh-huh. we're going to be watching Astrology Zone and then see what <laughs> wisdom is there that we can make use of as things change all around us, because that's what it sounds like it's going to be. Right. There's going to be lots of news every month. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, okay, Susan, thank you. And thank you. Next, okay. Okay. Thank you. And okay, everybody will be back next week with another great show. Until then, we will see you. On the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.